Hello and welcome to Transmissions from Tatooine episode 46, the show that covers all the Star Wars films, TV shows, books, comics and more, in no apparent order. I'm your host, Ollie, here with our other fantastic host, Jayant. Hey everyone. And today we're going to be talking about The Bad Batch, episode 7, Scars. This is Transmissions from Tatooine, coming to your data pairs from, well... Not that we naturally are. So, yeah, as we said on the top, today we're going to be talking about episode 7 of The Bad Batch, which is called Battle Scars. And before we dive into it, what overall did you think of the episode? It was a good episode. It wasn't, um, you know, absolutely plot-changing. I mean, it is to some degree, but, uh-huh. um, yeah, it's a good episode. Interesting. See, for me, I think it's probably my favourite episode. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was probably the best episode we've had so far. Um, no, yeah. that's alright, difference of opinion, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I really liked it. What would you say was sort of disappointing about it? There's nothing disappointing about it. It's just it wasn't right. Like, you know, fair enough. Yeah, I, th- I feel like because we had to listen to it with the volume so, so low down, um, it wasn't as good. Like, the sound design, I think, was really good, but you couldn't really get it because it was so quiet, unfortunately. Um, And I felt like that sort of made it more exciting, especially, you know, with the bit with Rekka. That's... Was it the TV body where... In that scene, there wasn't particularly any sound. It was just Rekka you know, smashing things and hunting down an eagle. Uh, uh, as far as I remember, there was sound. Um, I'm not sure if there was music to it yeah, now or not. Yeah, I meant music. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember exactly. Uh, I would say probably. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you do have that sort of heart-stopping moment, don't you, where... Um, like just before the chip activates it sort of the music builds up and then just yeah. cuts off that's, as the chip turns on that's one so of the it, good things about i feel like that was a you know a good yeah sound design yeah it was really cool and talking of sound design going off on a completely different tangent uh I think I told you this, but yeah, I ordered a book called The Sounds of Star Wars, um, and so I'm really looking forward to getting that. It's by J.W. Rinsler, and uh, it's him talking to Fember about, you know, the the uh, sound design in episodes one to six, so really looking forward to getting that whenever it turns up. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I'm talking a bit of a tangent there. Uh, what were we talking about? About the cutoff of music. And yeah. Music. Yeah, and then it sort of, I feel like when done right, a cut, cutting off of sound 
can be just as dramatic as the best, you know, the yeah. best film scores. Yeah. Um, I've seen it in a couple of other, you know, yeah. shows. It, it kind of, you know, it makes it better if you're... Most of the time when I see this kind of cut-off, it's usually when the main character of that scene is about to do something big, you know, about to yeah. do a lot I of think, damage. Um, in uh, episode two, you know the moment in the asteroid chase with Obi-Wan and Django Fett and they set off that sonic charge and just before the charge goes off, everything goes absolutely dead silent and then it has the which is exactly how the sonic, cha- the sonic <laughs> charge sounds, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we were totally playing a recording there and I was not doing the worst impression in the history of bad impressions of the sonic charge um, but uh yes um my bad impressions of the sonic charge aside um uh yeah and i feel like then i heard somewhere ben burt was talking about how we did that because when when the sound drops off when it comes back on, you it seems a lot sort of louder and more dramatic. Uh, yeah. But in this case, it wasn't really like the sound sort of came back on that much, was it? No. It sort of dropped off in kind of heart stopping moment and gets you to like focus in on it, yeah. doesn't it? It is. It it's better without music. Yeah. It's. It kind of, you know, enhances the effect. Yeah, I feel like it's sort of... It, it shows records it shows, caliber. And oh. also it sort of emphasises the amazing sound design. Yeah. Which, you know, I feel like the sound design of Star Wars isn't always talked about enough. Like, uh, you, you hear a lot about John Williams and his amazing music, but I'd say Ben Burtt's, like, sound design is just as incredible, if if not, you know, more amazing than what John Williams did with the music. Not to discredit John Williams, like the Star Wars score is fantastic. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, what Ben Burt did with the sound design is really one of the most important elements of Star Wars. Like, you know, you can't have a Star Wars film without a lightsaber. I suppose you can't have a Star Wars film without a lightsaber, but, you know, like, you know, a blaster bolt and a lightsaber and TIE fighters, they're all sort of just... The essence. Yeah, they're sort of, like, so ingrained in Star Wars that you can't really imagine it without them, can you? Yeah. And, like, you know, with Mandalorian, we've seen that Star Wars can sort of have music that goes off on a you know, to somewhere, yeah, you know, away from sort of the traditional John Williams orchestra. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I don't think you could change the blast of hot sound without people getting mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I mean, I would certainly be unhappy if suddenly they changed the sound of the blast of to, you know, 
Honestly, I can't think of any other sound that's suitable for a blaster bolt. No, I mean, yeah, you you just can't, can you? I mean, it's such an important part of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you hear, like, guns and stuff in other films, and none of them are, none of them sound like a Star Wars gun, yet a Star Wars gun, you instantly know that it's a gun, don't you? Yeah. Like, there's no, ooh, is that, I don't know, a, a guitar string or something? <laughs> uh, and the story is, I, I, uh, you probably heard it, haven't you, where Ben Burt, like, tapped the telephone wires yeah. in the radio stations, yeah, but, uh, yes, kind of, like, who thinks of that? Like, who goes, hmm, we need laser guns. You know what? I'm going to go and tap some telephone wires. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, there are all sorts of amazing, amazing stories of that, like, with with them but coming up with all sorts of crazy ideas that the tie fighter you know that sort of screechy sound that like they they make yeah. that's an elephant <laughs> <laughs> that's an elephant i think it's like slowed down and that's what that sort of scream screaming yeah sound, fighter sound, sound designers and sound design in general is just underrated yeah, like Especially it's so. And stuff. Yeah, like it's so important to, you know, any film with really good sound. You you may not like notice it. Like, wow, that sounds really cool. But without it, um, you know, just wouldn't be the same. Yeah, like you know, it. If you. I've never done this, but if you listen to Star Wars on mute, it would not be nearly as exciting an experience. And of course, that is a combination of the music and the sound design. Yeah. But um, you know, it would just not be the same. But I think you could listen to Star Wars and have nearly as good an experience as you would with watching it yeah. wow we just spent 10 minutes and we haven't even started on bad patch yet <laughs> um yeah uh ben Burt, if you're listening well done <laughs> <laughs> uh your sound design is very impressive uh right so should we talk about bad batch now since that's what we're yeah. Meant to be talking about. That's what we said we'd talk about. Um so yeah, where do you should we just sort of start at the beginning and talk about different points in Yeah. Um so uh the kind of first thing I wanted to so the the start of the episode is the Bad Batch like returning this lizard thing and one of my I think one of my favourite lines in the episode is when um, Sid, who's obviously a Trandoshanor lizard lady, <laughs> uh, says, that is one weird-looking lizard. Um, and uh, just, you know, the irony of that makes me laugh every single time. Yeah. Um, uh, 
Yes. Um, Sid is a great character. <laughs> yes. A uh, little annoying, possibly at times, but uh, definitely funny. Um, and, you know, that's just got to be one of the best lines in all the <laughs> <Yeah>. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and so then she talks, so she gives the Bad Batch their payment and then brings up the fact that they owe her a debt, which um, the Bad Batch didn't know anything about. Uh, and she tells her that they owe her the price of all the fuel and gear and stuff, uh, plus Omega and uh, Crosshairs space popcorn <laughs> um what was that called it was like mantellian mix or something oh yeah that sounds about right basically <laughs> space popcorn let's just stick with space popcorn yeah um and uh yes i completely lost my line of thought and uh it's not really touched upon again in this episode but I feel like it's setting issues up to come, isn't it? Um, like, do you think Sid is going to say, enough is enough, you owe me too much money, I'm going to sell you to the Empire to cover, my t to cover what you owe me? Honestly, I don't think she would do that. Right. Um, first off, it's sort of irrelevant to the main plot. Like, she could sell mm -hmm. them out, but there's lots of other stuff going on as well. Um, and the second thing is, um, she is profiting off the Bad Batch. Um, yes. She is getting, she said, three times as much yeah. for herself. Yeah. So, I think she would keep them around, even with the debt. Right. She could get lots and of And in some down. ways, it could be kind of good for her to have them in her debt because yeah. you know then they can't really go anywhere um but yeah and also i think that we are sort of seeing the nasty side of sid like even though she later on says you don't want to see my ugly side uh which again another quite funny line from uh tech i think it is who yeah. says this isn't her ugly side uh, <laughs> Maybe not as good as the weird looking wizard line, but uh, yeah. still, still good. Um, but yeah, even though she says we haven't seen her ugly side yet, I feel like we sort of are seeing her, you know, manipulate them and try and get them in her, her debt so that she is very much in control and they can't like walk away from working for her yeah uh, which do you think do you think there's the possibility that sig could turn and you know sell them out to the empire um because you know the empire will presumably offer loads of money um hmm maybe uh, but Right now, I don't think so. Right. Any reason in particular for that? It's just... I don't see... 
Well, I mean, it could happen. I don't have any reason in particular. It's just there's already, uh, you know, a problem at the end of the episode we see the... Right, but yeah, I'm meaning like after this arc is over. Do you think that in a potential future arc they could have? Yeah, it could happen. It's a 50-50 chance. It's... I just feel like mm. it's unlikely. I feel like they could do it and it would make absolute sense if they did do it. Yeah. But they could also not do it and it wouldn't be sort of a problem like, no, that doesn't fit with Sid, Sid's character at all. But I do feel like if the Empire found out that they were, if she saw the Empire, you know, offering a reward of 50,000 credits or whatever. But wouldn't she be involved in the, you know, the crossfire because... She did work with these clones, and she and... didn't turn them over when she first saw them. Wouldn't there be, you know, consequences for that as well? Uh, maybe. Um, I feel like it might be a case of she thinks that by turning them in, she'll get away with it. Then they get the bad patch and shoot her in the back. Or something like that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it could could happen, but um, it could also not happen and they could just not go that road. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, and then the next thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the surprise guest star in the episode who isn't really a guest star because it's yet another character voiced by Dee Bradley Baker. <laughs> um, as, if, as if the guy didn't have enough to do. Um, it, it must be a really weird recording room, that, mustn't it? Because for a lot of it, it's just going to be him doing like a one-man show. Yeah. Uh, where you know he's just going from one voice to the next voice to the next voice to the next voice um but i you know occasionally he'll be in there with uh sorry i've forgotten the name of the actress of amiga um but yeah uh oh no i can't remember i should know this She's from New Zealand, I know that, but I uh, can't remember her name. Um, what was it? Oh, that's going to annoy me now. Um, so, yeah, if you're listening, sorry, you're doing a great job as Omega, but I can't remember your name now. <laughs> um, uh, but, yes. Uh, yeah, it's got to be kind of so weird for him to be recording a show all by himself. And I was listening to um, an interview with Ming-Na Wen, who plays Fennec Shand, um, and she was talking about how when they're doing voice acting, it's kind of weird anyway, 
because they don't usually record it in a room together, so she'll just be recording her lines without the other dialogue. So, you know, she might say, uh, you know, I'm going to kill you, but she has no idea who she's talking to. She has no idea who she's saying she's going to kill. Um, so, it, she, yeah, she, you know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't quite understand why they don't record them all together live. Probably, um, maybe they, there might be. You know, lip sync issues. Oh no, I didn't mean live as in like the episode airs and they're doing the voices. Yeah. I meant like, you know, all in a group together. Mm. Um, you know. And they could even do it on a Zoom meeting or something nowadays, you know. Set them all up with a, a good mic and then have them all join a Zoom meeting and do it together. You'd think that even something like that would make it a much nicer experience for the actors mm. it's I don't know <laughs> uh, you know they seem to be doing alright yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I mean the show is pretty good isn't it yeah <laughs> so we're yeah we're making a whole podcast about it it's yeah you know we might like it I don't know uh, yes I'm really enjoying it I'm just yeah uh, got to be really weird I'm thinking <laughs> um, but uh, yes uh, and then you have uh, Rex shows up um, and uh, yay Rex <laughs> um, uh, it, when you because they sort of teased it a little bit at the beginning of the episode didn't they when you have the guy under the cloak and then you just sort of see the brown eyes yeah, he, I, he, I didn't make it out at first, but, you know, after he lowered the hood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought it was going to be Bail, I thought it was Bail Organa at first when we just sort of got the shot of the, the brown eyes, um, and, uh, you know, it wasn't, but that's who I thought it was going to be. And I think, um, you know, on last week's episode where we were talking about um, who we thought um, the guy in the hologram was, I think that might have been Rex now, but wearing his cape, you know, that he was yeah. wearing, like, with the hood and stuff. It could be. Mm. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so because he said Trace and Rafa tipped him off about a group of rogue clones and that's basically what they did to the guy in the hologram wasn't it um, so yeah uh, and it was really fun to see Rex back again um, you know he is probably one of my favourite characters in Star Wars and yeah never can, can never have enough Rex can you is <laughs> um, mean purpose for this episode was just to, you know, yeah. the inhibitor chips. Yeah. And then he did just, you know, leave. walk off into the mist. Yeah. Quite literally. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, he didn't have the biggest role 
Um, but it, he had quite a yeah. quite a good part. Um, yeah. uh, do you think we'll see him again? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, sense. I I think he'll be coming back for like the the finale or something like you know the final arc, um, big battle, whatever that may be. And I think we'll see him. Yeah, in that. Um, but yes, I'm not sure if we'll see him again before then, but I reckon, um, yeah, that's my prediction that he'll come back in the final arc, uh, hopefully with some other Clone Wars characters would be nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably not Ahsoka because in the Ahsoka novel, uh, she's sort of going off and doing her own thing at this point in time. You read or listened to that or anything? No. No. Um, yeah, it's a good book. Um, and you shouldn't read it. Uh, anyway, though, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, and he, do he does have some good moments in this episode, though, like, when they're in Sid's bar, um, and, you, you know, that bit where he finds out that they haven't had their chips yet, uh, removed yet, uh, and he's, like, the tension there is brilliant, especially when you consider that there's, like, one guy in a room creating all of that atmosphere, you know, and, you know, that's, prob that's probably not being fair, like, you know, it's him doing all the voices and creating a lot of that tension, <laughs> obviously, you know, all the animators and the people doing the lighting and the colour grading and what yeah. have you, that they're all playing a, a part in that as well, but it, it, Dee Bradley Baker is still doing an amazing job, you know, creating yeah. tension with all of those characters to voice. And then, uh, yeah, the next thing I think we should talk about is, so after they've had their sort of meeting with Sid at the bar, uh, Rex tells them that they're going to meet, uh, that he'll call them, and then they meet again on a planet that some people, including us, might recognise. Uh, and it is, of course, Bracca, which was the scrap planet that Cal Kestis is hiding on in Jedi Fallen Order. And I've got to say, if I had one disappointment with this episode, it was that we didn't see Cal. <laughs> Even a cameo, he was one of the scrappers on the thing at the end of the episode. And you just got to see him and Prowl. That's it, sold. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm actually playing through Fallen Order again at the moment. I got it on, um, they had like this deal on where you could get Fallen Order, Battlefront, and uh, Star Wars Squadrons all for like one, one price. And so I got it on the Xbox Series S because previously I had it on the PS4, but then Christmas I got the yeah newer xbox and um, yeah i'm really enjoying it it's quite amazing the difference like how much better it looks like i think the ray tracing probably plays the biggest part in that but um yeah you know compared is <laughs> yeah 
but ray tracing is so powerful that <laughs> it's not even ray tracing it's like half normal graphics half ray tracing because that's all you know current nvidia graphics cards could handle but yeah, yeah. you're getting a bit too computery for me to know what you're on about there um uh, i completely lost what we were talking about there uh, uh seeing bracker wasn't yeah. it uh and yeah so i i just thought it was really cool seeing bracker um in another place in Star Wars and uh, I think we've talked about it a bit before but it is always really nice when you get to see these these places in uh, other parts of Star Wars and yeah. I think it makes the universe sort of feel more connected and like this is all one big story. Yeah, yeah I mean for me it's got both sides one it's got a lot of you know it's all linked it's got great continuity but the other side is this is you know a massive universe mm -hmm. and like the only scrap planet that they're going to and they're showing us is Bracca. yeah it's it's sort of you know it's like Bracca is the canon or the main scrap planet but there could be you know hundreds more with yeah i mean fires. the difficult thing is we don't really know how big the galaxy is and how many planets and systems there are in the galaxy yeah to me you know if of all the planets we've seen so far does it seem kind of if you imagine it as being you know like a town or a city or something, then Bracca is the rubbish dump <laughs> for for that city. Yeah. At the moment, it seems like we've got enough planets where that could be, you know, reasonable. Like, you know, just on a much larger scale. I I can see sort of what you mean, like, you know, and the argument that. Yeah, I get what you mean by sort of it makes the universe feel smaller, but um, at the same time, it's Bracker and we got a Fallen Order link, so yeah. I'm happy, even if it's fan service. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing about fan service is that when it's done well, I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, of course it's... Um, yeah, when it's done too much, that's when it gets bad. But um, you know, when it when it's done subtly and when it actually fits the story, and when you get fallen order in it, <laughs> um, then yes, I have no problem with that. Yeah. But in case you couldn't tell, I really like fallen order. <laughs> um, it is a really good game. Yeah, I think. In my opinion, it's easily the best of the EA Star Wars games. Yeah, it is. It's the best. You know, so you've got Battlefront, Battlefront 2, Fallen Order, and Squadrons. I would say my ranking will probably be Fallen Order, Battlefront 2, Squadrons, Battlefront. 
Yeah. Would you agree with that ranking? Or do yeah. You... Well, I would agree. Yeah, I feel like the problem with um, Battlefront 1 is that they're just, there's no story to it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it it's fun to, you know, run around shooting people. But, um, it, you, you know, there's it's only gone. so much running around shooting people that you can do before you get tired of it. Yeah, but it's got a PSVR campaign, I think, for people who have VR. It's kind of like squadrons, but... Right, except, you know, you don't need the VR to play squadrons. Yeah. Um, squadrons is better, it's... Yeah. You know, it's got lots of mechanics focused on flying. Mm, yeah, I I did really enjoy squadrons and just because... Um, I think the space battles are probably my favourite part of Star Wars, and so a, a good flying game was something that really excited me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just feel like the story itself wasn't as strong as that of Battlefront 2's campaign or Fallen Order's campaign. Um, so yeah, Squadron's still a really good game, highly recommend you get it, but if you're only getting one EA Star Wars game, go full in order. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, I'm, yeah, like, I feel like, you know, the reveal of um, Trilla being the second sister. Uh, sorry, spoilers for full in order. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it's been a long time, it's not really spoiled, Yeah, it did come out in, like, November 2019, I think it was. But we did just recommend, for those who didn't, who don't have it, yeah. you should buy it and straight away, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry! Um, but, you know. Yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah, I've... I feel like it's well out of the ah uh, no spoiler territory now. It's been out for a year and a half. Yeah. I hope I'm not getting my cat meowing in the background on this. Um. Anyway. <laughs> God. Um. Sorry. I, I hope you can't hear my cat in the background. Um. But, uh, yes, the, I feel like EA sort of had a bit of a, a rough start to the Star Wars games with Battlefront and Battlefront 2, because Battlefront didn't have a story which um, sort of, you know, let it down, I think. Yeah. Um, and then Battlefront 2 did actually have a pretty good story, but then they had the whole microtransactions thing, which... Um, I, I've never really, you know, had an issue with that because, well, A, I wasn't, you know, old enough to really play video games properly. Like, I might have played, you know, Lego Star Wars or something, <laughs> uh, but I, I wasn't really old enough to be into video games. And even when I did get it, uh, I'm not sure if they were still doing that microtransaction stuff then. But I uh, only really played the I campaign and the offline stuff. I don't really play online. Yeah, online is where multiplayer is 
from what I've heard, it's where most of the microtransactions were, mm-hmm. yeah. There was the, you know, the bugs and errors. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty major part of the game. But then there was their final, their final update came out and it fixed everything. Now it's a great game, it's just a bit outdated. Yeah, but I, I feel like Battlefront 2 still looks better than um, like even Fallen Order. Like Fallen Order looks great, but Battlefront 2, like the characters and stuff just look like it's almost to the point of being creepily realistic. Like, you know when it's uh, like 99% there and then it's just got that 1% that's telling you no, that doesn't look quite right. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, it, especially in the cutscenes, um, like... You in Battlefront 2. Yeah, and, like, uh, in the campaign, like, when you can see, like, the pores on the character's skin and stuff. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, Fallen Order, you don't really get sort of that level of detail. The story is probably better, but in terms of like you know the look of the game i feel like battlefront 2 has a slight edge over fallen order and the hair looked better as well the hair in um fallen order doesn't look great on any of the characters you know like the wookies and the kashyyyk level (laughs) that that is just a hilarious hilariously bad looking yeah no uh yeah i would say definitely fallen order is the best game but uh, in terms of Wookiee hair, they're not winning. <laughs> I do feel like, you know, hair is very hard to do digitally, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know, like, you can do, like, particle simulation, strand simulation, but a big, a big furry suit for a Wookiee looks a lot better than um, <laughs> the Fallen Order. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, anyway, um, and yeah, and then sort of going on to the big moment in the episode, Wrecker's chip activates. Yeah, that and, was the main yeah, part of this episode. Um, and it, it's just a heart-stopping moment, isn't it? Like, I think we talked about it earlier, the sound, the sound, you can see him, like, fighting it. And then the sound drops, and then he like grabs Tech's arm, and it's all just like so well done. Like you immediately know what's happened, but at the same time you're like, no, they can't have. Um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and then like when he's doing the fighting, and he's like totally, like utterly, you know, mind controlled up to the point where he's about to shoot Omega. And then you can see he sort of starts to fight it a little and he's, you know, the good soldiers follow orders, like mantra that they keep yeah. muttering over and over when they seem to be fighting it. But, yeah, for Wrecker, was, that was just last episode. This episode he was, you know... No, but, like, he didn't say it at all up until when he's got the gun at Omega... And then he says it, good soldiers follow orders. And you oh, can, like, gun, gun shaking at 
it reminded me a little bit of um, in um, the Clone Wars season finale, uh, you know, series finale, uh, it, you know, went in, I think it's Shattered, um, is the episode name, where Rex's chip activates and then he's got to shoot Ahsoka. And it, it wasn't quite to that point, like he didn't have the tears streaming down his face and stuff. Uh, but it was clearly a similar thing going on where he's yeah. trying to fight it because he doesn't want to shoot this person that, you know, it, it's like one of his best friends. Um, but, it, yeah, and it, it was sort of so subtly done, but at the same time so well done that, yeah, just, just spectacular. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah, get, like, chills up your spine, isn't it? It's really good. Um, yeah. You got anything to say on Wrecker's Turn to the Dark Side? <laughs> um, Wrecker, I was gonna say something. Oh yeah, um, it's not about Wrecker, it's about immunity chips. I wonder why Omega doesn't have one. It's... I, I mean, know the answer, but I can't say it without spoiling this future episode. Oh, okay. I guess you would save that for Yeah. Say, yeah. Wait till Bounty Lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but then, naturally, Rex comes to the rescue. Um, yay. <laughs> uh, you know, who... Who else could it be? Gotta be Rex, right? Yeah. Um, but and one more thing, to be fair, um, Wrecker is, Wrecker is an absolute, like, he won we what, he, basically he wrecked them all. <laughs> <He's>, Pun intended. <laughs> so, mm. you know how the best move was probably when he used, I think, Rex's um, blaster fire to yeah. get um, Hunter, I think? Tech. Oh, I think tech. It, no, not... It was either Tech or Echo. It may yeah, have been Echo. Echo. Yeah, I think it was Echo, wasn't it? He took out Tech in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, He when he's under control, it's... Kind of saying there's no holding back. It's sort of like, um, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, Bucky, before, you know, everything yeah. was removed. Yes. He, he yeah. was absolutely, like, no holding back. But after, you know, in the series, yeah, he's not as powerful, but, you know, he's not evil as well. Mm. Uh, yes, I... Now that you say that, yeah, I get exactly what you mean. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I know lots of people were disappointed in it, and I can see why, sort of, with how it ended, like, wrapping up sort of the plot and with the flag smashes and stuff, didn't work as well as I think it could have. But, like, the... The... The story arts they gave to both Bucky and Sam, I thought, were really, really good. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, when 
that when Falcon gets like the Captain America Falcon suit, um, and then you know when he like crashes through the window with the shield in the last yeah. episode, that that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I think we just turned this into a Falcon and the Winter Soldier podcast. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, going back to Wrecker and his chip difficulties, um, it, yeah, it it definitely sort of, and uh, you know, it it sort of like you see just how powerful and dangerous Wrecker is, like yeah. you know. He's sort of, when he's not got his chip, he's sort of like the goofy uncle to Omega, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when you just see him turn into this killing machine, it's like really, and like, you know, for Omega especially, yeah, it, it would be horrifying. Yeah, it, would, it also shows, you know, the Empire's, the the purpose given to clones is to yeah you know, fight wars and they did make this squad mm. unstoppable even uh, not quite unstoppable i'm not sure you know they can not take down a jetta but like wrecker is the guy who fought a rancor and won <laughs> yeah <laughs> So very powerful for a clone. Yeah, for any person really. Yeah. Um. But you know, I don't think he could take down Darth Vader single-handed. <laughs> but uh, you know, he he can do some damage. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, and then they stun Wrecker, and they get the chip out and that sort of when well, the episode sort of ends there uh, after they've taken out all the Bad Batch's chips. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And then you have beautiful shot where Wrecker walks off into the mist, don't you? Rex. Uh, yes, Rex. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. Rex walks off into the mist, um, and yeah, and then you have a uh, last sort of a cliffhanger moment. Uh, you yeah. have the a uh, couple of members of the Scrappers Girl G Scrappers Guild, if I can talk properly. Um, they uh, notify the Empire that they've spotted them. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so do you have any, any last things you want to add before we wrap up? No, I don't think so. Alright then. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please be sure to follow and subscribe, and if you have a friend or family member who you think would enjoy this podcast, please let them know about it, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, and if you could leave us a five-star rating or review, uh, we would also really appreciate that, uh, because in some mysterious way it helped the show. I'm not quite sure how, um, but yes, with 
iTunes's mysterious algorithms that somehow helps the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Thank you. That I just did that, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going a bit mad. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Until next time, we have spoken. <laughs>